The Anchored City podcast is recorded in Anchorage, Alaska, on the traditional lands of the Denina Athabascan people. Happy holidays, and welcome to this special Between the Seasons Christmas edition of the Anchored City Podcast. I'm your host, Joel Kiekenfeld. Last December, I was reading the Anchorage Daily News and stumbled upon an opinion piece written by Steve Haycox. The title of the piece was, In Times Old and New, Christmas Reminds Us We're Here in Alaska Together. One paragraph that stayed with me spoke about pre-war Anchorage. It reads, In town, there was a determined effort to make the holiday joyous and memorable, especially for children. Lights were strung, carolers sang, there were evening concerts by the Choral Society, all the trappings of Christmas's past. The evening paper, Robert Atwood's Anchorage Times, informed readers that a children's film would be presented at Cap Lathrop's Empress Theater that would run on successive evenings before the 25th where parents could feel confident leaving their kids while doing their Christmas shopping. Santa held forth at Lusak's drugstore, and professional photographer Robert Bergaw, among others, took the pictures of squirming kids on the chubby guy's lap. I couldn't shake that part about free movies at the Empress Theater, and it sent me down a bit of a rabbit hole. If you drive down 4th Avenue today, on the south side between G and H streets, you'll see the Anchorage Police Department headquarters. Prior to that building being built, at 712 West 4th Avenue was a building with a long history in the city the Empress Theater. Built in 1916, the Empress Theater was one of the city's first two concrete buildings. The other, next door, and also built in 1916, is the Alaska Building, which still stands today at the corner of 4th Avenue and G Street, and houses a number of businesses. The Empress operated as a theater till sometime in the late 1950s or early 1960s, at which time the building was renovated and became a bank. In the 1990s, the building became a series of restaurants and cocktail lounges, and the building was leveled in 2013 as part of a project to renovate the office building for the state of Alaska. That building is the one that now houses the Anchorage Police Department. The Empress was a movie palace with a beautiful proscenium framing the movie screen at the south end of the auditorium and a 211 Kimball organ that was installed in 1917 to accompany silent films. For many years, the Empress was where Anchorage residents saw the latest Hollywood films and gathered for concerts and other events, including the first classical music concert ever in the city in 1921. The theater, as Haycox noted, was a key part of Anchorage's Christmas history. Digging through the Anchorage Daily News archives, I was unable to find anything to support the claim that the Empress offered children's films on successive evenings so their parents could do Christmas shopping. But I really want to believe that that's true. What I did find is that as far back as 1918, and maybe even earlier, there were Christmas parties for Anchorage's children organized by the Elks Club. The Empress would show a free film for children for many years as part of this party. The free film and the following party was still front page news in 1946. 
One news story from 1931 advertised the party this way. The Elk's Great Christmas Tree, biggest obtainable in the district, has been put in place at the corner of 3rd and G Streets, and the members of the Christmas Committee are now busy getting the Christmas stockings and gifts and decorations in readiness. The distribution will take place Thursday afternoon, preceded by a free Christmas show at the Empress. The corner of 3rd Avenue and G Street was the home of the Elks Lodge. Today you might know that as the home of 49th State Brewing. The Elks built the building that houses the brewery and restaurant today as a lodge in 1918. According to a 2016 article from the Anchorage Business Monthly by Tasha Anderson, back in the day, one in six Alaskans was an elk. The lodge was a community center boasting a theater, fitness center, and bowling alley in addition to the bar and the restaurant. This tale of Christmas past is heartwarming. It's a story of two icons of the early era, the movie house and the Elks Lodge, coming together each year for decades to care for the community's children, each wanting to make the season bright for the city's youngest residents. Christmas time is filled with stories. There are the classics like Dickens' A Christmas Carol and the poem A Visit from St. Nicholas, which most of us know by its opening line, "'Twas the night before Christmas." Children's books and specials like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and Frosty the Snowman make annual appearances. And many of us view the same Christmas movies like Elf, Christmas Vacation, and White Christmas each December. It seems we need to hear a story at Christmas. This is where I was hoping to say, if you were in Anchorage for the Christmas of 1946, you could have seen It's a Wonderful Life at the Empress Theater. But it appears that Anchorage never had a theatrical run of that film. In 1946, during the week of Christmas, you could have viewed The Great Moment, starring Joel McRae and Betty Field, or the western Trigger Trail, starring, among others, a guy named Fuzzy Knight. If films weren't your thing, the Anchorage Little Theater and Little Symphony had a production of Dickens' Christmas Carol at the high school that you could have gone to. The interesting thing about It's a Wonderful Life is that it didn't do very well in theaters when it was first released. I suspect that's why I couldn't find a record of it ever being shown on the silver screen in Anchorage. The film becomes a hit only after its copyright expired and it was broadcast widely on television. This is the era when I discovered it on late night TV. I watch It's a Wonderful Life every Christmas. The story of George Bailey, after years of dreams dashed and deferred, coming to the end of his rope but ultimately seeing the value of his life, is something I find inspiring. The way the community rallies around George to save him, and the same way he's sacrificed to save them time and again, warms my heart. The message that each person's life touches the lives of so many others brings me to tears. It's a Wonderful Life is a story set in a similar time as those Elks Christmas parties of old, and it has another similarity, the community coming together. That sense of community togetherness seems to be lacking in recent years. Far too often, too many of us are choosing to be like Mr. Potter, the villain in It's a Wonderful Life. We selfishly look after our own interest and bottom line, making it hard to come together as a community to do much of anything at all. All through recent elections and the pandemic, we were at each other's throats. 
We struggle to come together as a community to care for our children by funding our schools appropriately. We seem to be so divided now that the very idea of a community coming together seems as doomed as Clark Griswold's idea of a fun old-fashioned family Christmas. Worst yet, I think we believe that the entire community coming together is nothing more than a quaint old-fashioned idea, out of touch with reality, buried in the dusty pages of old newspapers and black and white movies. Honestly, our Christmas present leaves a lot to be desired. But what can it look like if we did come together? What might we be able to do? What world could we begin to bring into reality for our kids and our grandkids? What if we reached all the way back to the first Christmas and lived into two of the declarations that we hear in that ancient story? Fear not and peace. So much of our division boils down to a scarcity mentality that says there's not enough. Therefore, we all look after our own needs, hoarding rather than sharing, seeking isolation and fragmentation rather than friendship, relationship, and community. We are afraid that being generous means we won't have enough. What if we chose not to live out those fears? What if instead of seeking to be right on every single opinion, locked into endless social media meme wars and arguments, we sought peace? What could it look like if the goal was to make everything the way it was supposed to be, not just for children at Christmas, but for all people? If we made those shifts, what might the Christmases of the future hold? May you experience and live peace on earth this Christmas. Fear not. Until next time, I'm Joel Kiekenfeld. Merry Christmas, and be good out there. Anchored City Podcast is grateful for a grant from Resonate Global Mission and a partnership with Street Psalms, both of which contribute to making this podcast possible. And we're grateful for you, our listeners. If you are grateful for what you are hearing, please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen and recommend us to your friends. You can support this podcast by selecting the Anchorage Urban Training Collaborative at smile.amazon.com when you shop at Amazon so that when you make a purchase, Amazon donates to us. Resources used to make this episode can be found in the show details. The Anchored City Podcast is a production of the Anchorage Urban Training Collaborative. The mission of the collaborative is to train the heads, hands, and hearts of urban leaders to love their city and seek its peace. When we say peace, we mean the desire to see a world where all things are the way they're supposed to be for all people. Find us online at anchorageutc.org or on social media at Anchorage UTC. Our theme music on this episode is by Anchorage's own Andy Ball. Andy Ball.